and a penny I can say, Radi, we appreciate you for your love. Never, I am my and so you and your mercy. That will be for you on our side. Where would we have been? We say thank you, Jesus. We say a big thank you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. On behalf of the leadership of the church and on my own behalf, I also want to wish all gentlemen a happy Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. May God make you great fathers. May your generation and generations after you celebrate you. May people look at you and say you have been a blessing. And may God be the lifter up of your head. Whatever is your dream and whatever you want to do for your family and humanity, may God give you the, the, the Lord, the Father of all resources, give you the resources. Oh,
to be released into our lives and may we never be the same. As we hear your word, let curses be broken. Let shame be wiped away. Let difficulties be erased. Let emotion be taken away. Let there be upliftments. Let there be promotion. Let there be honor in the lives of your people. In Jesus' precious name. Everybody say big amen. amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Have you got your Bibles? Take your Bible and say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. It contains the word of God. I am what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, and grafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life will never be the same. Never, never the same. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Can take your seat in his presence. Amen. God bless you so much for making time to come even though the weather has been very interesting this dawn because you came god is here to bless you i said because you came god is here to bless you he's going to turn your story around amen is that our sister evelyn there Praise God. Hallelujah. Give Amen. us a seven a hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, today I'm going to preach a very, very important message to you. I don't want to let anything distract you. I want to take your notebooks and your pens and write. We are in a month of sacrifices. Those of you with children, please do not let your children distract you. Don't let your children take away the attention of the blesser from your life. Today, I'm talking about sacrifice the curse breaker. Say it after me, sacrifice a curse breaker. Or breaking sacrifice, sorry, breaking curses through sacrifices. Ladies and gentlemen, the world that we live in is ruled by blessings and curses. These are invisible forces that tend to influence us and control our lives. You can work so hard and yet see so little out for your life. And you see somebody who may not put in so much effort, but you see a lot of fruit taking place in his life or It's because of, of blessings or sacrifice. There's this man of God who was complaining to somebody and he said, ah, there's this other pastor 
in the city and his ministry, even though it's relatively younger, his ministry is flourishing in a particular way. And then somebody pointed out to him that, look, this guy is not a first generational pastor. He's not a second generational pastor. He's a fourth generational pastor. It means that his great-grandfather fought some forces, his grandfather fought some forces, and so his father got some blessings, and the blessings have been transferred over to him. So the guy is flowing in blessings. On the other hand, the person who is a third-generation pastor has an uphill task to deal with all kinds of forces that will be fighting against him. So there are things that he needs to do in order to neutralize those curses. And that is why today we are here to learn about how you will neutralize those curses through sacrifices. Many of us are coming from homes where you might have seen your father work so hard, your mother work so hard. They saw little for their efforts. There's possibly could have been some curses. The origin of curses came forth in Genesis chapter 3 when man sinned against God. And God then proclaimed a curse on the ground. In Genesis chapter 3, if you are there, say thank you, Jesus. After man sinned, God said, in verse 17, Genesis 3, 17, he told the man, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten of tree which I commanded you, say you shall not eat of it, curse is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall he bring forth unto you. In verse 19, in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. So you see that the curse was already operating. And this case has been operating up to now. And apart from that, all through the Bible, biblical days and historical days, curses have been released. Now what is a curse? A curse is an appeal to some supernatural power to inflict evil on someone. It's an appeal to some supernatural power to inflict evil on someone which may cause misery or, or lead to death. In Numbers chapter 23 verse 7 to 8, the Bible says that the, the king of Moab known as Balak tried to consult or appeal, made an appeal to Balaam for Balaam to curse the people of Israel. He wanted trouble and harm to be done to Israel. Oh, but 
But, but Balaam said, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And who, how can I defy whom the Lord has not defied? Number, number two, a curse is an any express wish that some form of adversity or misfortune will befall or attach itself to someone. It, it refers to a wish that may harm or hurt somebody. And it is often maybe inflicted by supernatural power either by God or through a spell through some prayers or through some magic or witchcraft spirits. And to reverse or eliminate a curse is God to be broken. Today, any, any evil that has been designed against you overcome it in Jesus' name. So somebody try, can try to curse you by wishing you evil. We call it ill wishes and ill desires. So people can be smiling with you, but they wish you evil. And, and sometimes they can go and consult with some supernatural power or witchcraft spirit so that evil or misfortune or harm will be done to you. But because of the blood of Jesus, we overcome them in Jesus' name. And the curse can also come because of our involvement with idolatry. Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 15 Curse be the man that makes any graven or molten image. An abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of craftsmen, and put that in a secret place. So all the people who are involved with idolatry of in any form and manner, they are in they are under a curse. And if you come from a home whereby they do such things, you have to consciously detach yourself from that. When they are pouring the libations and things, you should not be present. You should not add your money to them. You should not give assent to them. Once you do that, you become a partaker of the curses. Number three, to be cursed is to be sentenced to demotion and inferiority. The serpent was cursed by God and sentenced to demotion and subjected to inferiority. When the Lord told him that you will eat of the dust. So when you are cursed, you are sent to the lowest position. You are doomed to inferiority and downgraded permanently. So when you see your life being downgraded in a permanent way, 
a curse may be in operation. But God is coming into your life at this time to lift you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Because the serpent was told in Genesis 3.14 that upon your belly you shall go and thus you shall eat. It means that you have been reduced down, down, down. But as for you, may you be lifted up. Therefore, did you hear the prophecy I gave? I said, may you be lifted up. I didn't say lift your hand, open your mouth and say amen. I said, may you be lifted up. That's it. That is the way to receive the blessing. You don't receive blessing by... I am teaching you spiritual things to say amen to the blessings of God. That is how it will happen to your life. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah, I'm going to teach you some things. It's very important. Can I have an amen? Amen. There are forces in this world, though. But may you be delivered from them. In fact, in Genesis 3.18, the Lord said, Tons and thistles shall it bring forth unto you. So to be cursed means to, be conti to, to continually have everything work against you all the time. You feel pricks. Your life is being pricked. Then the next one, to be cursed means to sweat, to struggle, to be agitated, to be fighting all the time. The Bible says from the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. So you see there's something that is fighting. And then to be cursed also means to be surrounded. It to, to be continually tormented. You feel your life having some, you, your life feeling doomed and damned. In Deuteronomy 28 19, say, Cash shall you be when you come in and cash shall you be when you go out. But as for you, may you be freed. I said, as for you, may you be freed. Anything that has surrounded you, any forces that have surrounded you, may you be delivered. May you break forth. May you break out. May you break through. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I like the scripture in Psalm 118, verse 10 to 12. Psalm 118, verse 10 to 12. He says that all nations compass me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. In the name of the Lord, you will destroy them. And then he said, yes, yeah, they surrounded me. That means that people surrounded me. They surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I destroy them. In the name of the Lord, you will destroy them. And the people that have gathered against you, in the name of the Lord, you will destroy them. And the witchcraft powers that have surrounded you in the name of the Lord, you destroy them. In the verse number 12, it says that they surrounded me like bees. They were quenched like fire. May the fire of the Lord burn in the bees that surround you in the name of the Lord. He said, in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. The good news is that the Bible says in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, Christ has delivered us from the curse of the law. He made a curse for us. For it is written, 
Cursed be everyone that hangeth on the tree. So when we come under a curse, how do when we're under a curse, how do we come out from it? It is primarily the sacrificial blood of Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary is what delivers us. There's a mysterious power that is produced when a sacrifice is made. Is somebody here with me? Sacrifice breaks the curse. So in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, we find Christ who was crucified on the cross. The cross is the altar. So before a curse is broken, there must be a sacrifice that is made on an altar. And when the sacrifice is made on an altar, the God behind the altar, the spirit behind the altar is invoked. His power Jesus. is released and his power Jesus. breaks the curse. That is the reason why the house of God, which is an altar, is a place of divine intervention. And the Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. And so when demons are chasing you and you run into the house of the Lord, they come and meet the presence of God. And when they meet the presence of God, and when they meet the power of God, and when they meet the glory of God, and when they meet the power of God, in the house of God, there is an anointing. And where the anointing is, the yoke shall be broken. Oh, so the, the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross of Calvary broke the curse. Now he did it legally. To show to us what we must do and we must also act on it vitally that means that we have our part to play it takes two people to have a handshake so god does his part you must do your part and god the father himself showed the way to how to be to to be broken away from a curse when man sinned in Genesis 3.21. When man sinned, the Bible says that he, he, God himself, took an animal and then slaughtered the animal. He killed the animal. He shed blood and used the animal skin to cover man. And because of that, man now could relate to God and talk to God. Other than that, God could have had nothing to do with any human being. But when he did that, now God could communicate with man. So a sacrifice gives us access unto God. A sacrifice makes God to overlook our problem. You know that sometimes somebody can do something very bad to you, but the person can make a sacrifice, come and do something special to you, and then it will now it will shift the game. It will it will let the person shift his eyes from the pain he created for you, and then you begin to relate. No, so what is a sacrifice? For any day. The word sacrifice, I hear with me? The word sacrifice comes from the Hebrew word zivak, which means offering that is of great value. 
The value of a sacrifice is determined by the pain you go through in giving it. I told you that when you are sacrificing, first there must be losing and, gain, and pain before there is gain and pleasure. You lose something and go through a certain pain before there is gain and pleasure. If you see the guys who have built up their muscles, when you go to the gym, they say, they say no, no pain, no gain. They lose some money to go to the gym. They are time. And as they are exercising, they go through some pain. But later they gain some muscles. And they have the pleasure of walking around. And as they move around, people say, yeah, Abole, this is what we like it. Educationally the same. Somebody has to lose and to sacrifice in order to get some certificates and some much better jobs corresponding with higher salaries and pleasure level. So a lot of time you see that the, the pleasure level is determined by the degree of sacrifice. So sacrifice is important. Can I have an amen? Amen. So a sacrifice is an unusual thing that is done. Oftentimes your sacrifice is determined by what is left after you have given. So if you, you have 100 CDs and you give 10 CDs, you have not sacrificed because you've got 90 left. God sacrificed his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When he gave Jesus, he had nothing. But after that, he gained us. Oh, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Amen. Amen. And they sacrificed me to give something valued for the sake of other consideration. It is offering something that gives you pain. And the word offering me to surrender to forego, renounce, relinquish, or to yield. <laughs> a sacrifice is a game changer. Today may the Lord bring about a change in your life. I said today may the Lord bring about a change in your life. As you begin to sacrifice in the name of the Lord Jesus, I see a, 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 a change happening in your life. Oh, you didn't hear me? I say, I see a change happening in your life. You see, I told you that a sacrifice it breaks curses, it destroys destruction, or, or it stops destruction. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 to 22, we see Noah, after man has sinned, God, after man has sinned, Genesis 8, 20 to 22, after man has sinned, God decided to destroy the whole earth with water. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. And the Bible says that after that, 
When Noah came out of the, the ark, he built an altar. An altar is a place where humanity meets divinity. It's a place where sacrifices are made. I've already told you that the whole house of God is an altar. And the place where the word of God is dispensed from or people are praying at is also the altar. So when we build an altar, the purpose of the altar is to make sacrifices over there. So when we have a church like this, the purpose of the church is that we come in and make sacrifices. And when we make sacrifices, the God of the altar, the spirit behind the altar is activated. Listen, when you go to the fetish, you do not go empty-handed. They pick it from scripture. The Bible said nobody should go to the house of God empty-handed. There was a time that Saul and his servant were going to look for uh, the father's ass, and they said, what do we have to go and give to the man of God? It means that there's a sacrifice we have to make. And we know that when we make the sacrifice, what is lost shall be found. Whatever is lost in your life shall be found. Whatever you have to see that you have not seen shall be seen after you have made a sacrifice. I said, it shall be seen. It shall be seen. It shall be seen. It shall be seen. That's the reason why when Abraham made a sacrifice on, on the mountain, the Bible says that he saw a ram and he says that uh, he, he called the place Jehovah Jireh on the mount of the Lord. It shall be what? Seen or it shall be provided. It means that when there's a sacrifice, there is a provision. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. So Noah built an altar and he took every clean animal of every bird offered them on the altar and when he bent on the altar the bible says that verse 21 the lord smelled the soothing aroma and he said in his heart it means that sacrifices made god to speak sacrifice points over there and say sacrifice Causes God to make a decision. A good decision. It means that your sacrifice will make God to make a decision for you. May the Lord make a good decision for you. I said, may the Lord make a good decision for you. Said, God said, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's earth is evil from his youth. Nor watch it, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. So it means that God, because of Noah's sacrifice, decided that he will never destroy all of humanity again with water. Do you know that one of Noah's own grandsons was very, very wicked? Ham. So, so after Noah sacrificed, there was still sin. So if God was going to be looking at sin, then God would have been releasing floods all the time. And ever since Noah's time, there's been many. I mean, there's since 
of today, they are even more than Noah's time. But because of the sacrifice that Noah made, the Lord said, I will never again destroy the whole earth with water. Which means that the, the sacrifice is able to break a certain case and change the game and turn the story around. May your, may your sacrifice change the game for you. May the sacrifice stop the curses for you. In 2nd Kings chapter 3 verse 26 to 27. The Bible says that there were three kings. The king of Judah, the king of Israel and the king of Edom. They went to war against the king of Moab. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 26 to 27. And when they realized that the battle was, when the king of Moab realized that the battle was too fierce for him, because three nations, three kings were against you. So it's three to one. So it's three, three against one. Obviously, if three against one, you are in big trouble. And watch it. The prophet of God had prophesied to King Jehoshaphat that I'm going to give this guy, God said, I'm going to give this guy into your hands. This, this, this king, this king no, Moab, he's misbehaving. I'll give him into your hands. But when the battle was so against him, the king of Moab took 700 of his men to try to go and attack the king of Moab. He said, if I'm even going to die, I'll go and kill the king of Moab, uh, uh, king of Edom. But he couldn't prevail. Because it was a prophetic word. But when he realized that the battle was against him, he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place. Most people would never joke with their elder children. Because that is the firstborn that opened up the matrix. So every firstborn child is very special to a, a parent. But the man took what is dearest to him. He didn't take his second born child. He didn't take his last born child, but the precious one, the first one, killed the guy and put him on, 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 the, on upon the wall. And the Bible said a great indignation turned against Israel. The battle changed. And so Israel retreated. Why? The sacrifice stopped the onslaught and the, 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 the defeat and the death of the people of Moab. The sacrifice made again. So when your back is to the wall so and, and you have prayed prayers that you know to pray and you have done the dancing you've got to dance and the, all the somersaulting you've got to do, take to sacrifice. Because Bible sacrifice Bible. is a game changer. Is somebody here with me? Then, in Hosea chapter 12 verse 13, God saves his people from a curse through 
his prophets. He said, by a prophet, the Lord brought out brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. Israel was in captivity. They did everything to come out, but they couldn't come out. So the Lord gave to them Moses. And by the weight of Moses against Pharaoh, they came out. It means that by the word of a prophet, as you believe the word of God through the mouth of the prophet, you will come out. May you come out. You didn't hear I said, may you come out. The reason why most people stay where they are is because they don't believe their prophets. That's why in Chronicles say, believe in the Lord and you'll be, you, you'll be established. But believe in his prophets so you will prosper. So your prosperity is in the mouth of the prophet of God that God has given to you. So if you if you are in a church and you don't believe in that man of God over there, then you better not be there. Because his word will not bless you. You do not speak against him. You do not say anything evil in your heart against him. You do not act negatively against him. God knows that he's a human being with weaknesses, with whatever just like you. But God decided to anoint him that through that weak vessel, Bible said through the earthen vessel, through this treasure, to, I mean, to this earthen vessel, the treasure of God is deposited. If you don't believe a vessel, you will not eat from the bowl. So when the word of God is being preached, you must believe it. When this prophet is speaking, you must believe it. And what you believe, you will become. As many as receive him, to those who believe in him, he gave them the power to become. What you believe, you receive, and what you receive, you become. Yeah, what you believe, you behave, and you become. May you receive. May you believe. May you become. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Amen. The prophet Zechariah also prophesied about the people of Israel that they, will be, that they will be saved from the curse of the East Country and the curse of the West Country. He spoke that from Zechariah chapter 8, verse 7 to 13. But today we don't have much time to get to read all that scripture, so just write it when you go home, you read it. But I want us to look at the fact that there are ways to offer sacrifice. You know, one time Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21, this one, this one goes away by, by fasting and by prayer. Fasting is sacrifice. There, there are things that you can sacrifice. You can sacrifice your food. That is through fasting. You can sacrifice your time. You can sacrifice your talent. 
And then you can sacrifice your, your money, your resources. I said there are ways to offer sacrifice. Number one, you must be intentional in your giving of sacrifice. Say, be intentional. You, some of you didn't write to be intentional. I'm teaching. Say, be intentional. About giving your sacrifice. That means that sacrifices are given intentionally. You make, you make up your mind. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 18 to 25, we're going to read something here. David, at a, at a certain time, 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 18 to 25, David, at a certain time, decided to count the people of Israel. He wanted to know his military might. Meanwhile, God was the one, the Bible said that God is a God of our battle. So it means that God is the one who was fighting for Israel. He made a mistake. And when he made a mistake, God became angry with him. And so God said, because of what you have done, there are three plagues. In fact, he, after counting the people, he, when he told Joab, Joab said, why is it that my Lord wants to do this? When they counted the people, they had 800,000 valiant men from Israel and 500,000 from Judah. After he did that in the verse 10, the Bible says that David's own heart was condemned. And David said, I've sinned greatly in what I've done. David had a very tender heart. And the Lord sent a message to him through God, the prophet of God in verse 12. He said, go and tell David, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself that I may do it unto you. So verse 13, God came to David and told him, God said to you, seven years of famine shall come to you in your land. Or you will flee from your enemies for three months. Or there shall be three days of plague in your land. Hallelujah. Amen. Three days of plague. And the Bible says that the guys, David said, I am in great distress. Then he said, let us rather fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercies. But let us not fall into the hand of man. May you fall into the hand of God and not the hand of man. Because when man gets you, you are in trouble. But, <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. So, the Lord brought about a destruction in the land. 70,000 men died. Remember, 
And the plague was going on. And then he got into the place of Arauna. And so quickly, verse 18, the Bible said, God came that day to David. And told him, go up, erect an altar unto the Lord. I'm showing something. You see, as the plague was going on and on and on, it was killing the people. And it was, as it was killing the people and now getting into the territory of Arana. The Bible says that the angel of the Lord said, it is enough. He went to a threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. And then the angel of the Lord just, I mean, the Lord spoke to, to God to go and tell David, erect an altar on the threshing floor of Arauna, the Jebusites. So David, according to the word of God, went as the Lord has commanded. He said, go and erect an altar. It means that where a plague is coming, the way to deal with the plague is to erect an altar. When Arana saw the king coming, verse 21, he said, why is it that my lord, the king, is coming to the threshing floor? And David said, 21 part B, to buy the threshing floor from you and to build an altar unto the Lord. So that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. And Arana said, let my, 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 my king take and offer up what he seems. There are oxen here. Threshing implements. Yokes of the oxen for wood. For, for the wood. And then 24, look at what he said. David said to Arana, David, I catch Arana say. I will, let's read together. No, I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, with that which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord and built burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for, for what? The land. And the plague was withdrawn from Israel. David said, David, when the plague was coming, David said, I would, somebody was offering him the land free. He said, I will not offer to the Lord that which cost me nothing. I will pay the price for it. And when he did that, the plague was stayed. And the people were delivered. May your sacrifice stop every plague. In the examination, you are failing. May, may your sacrifice stop the plague. Every closed door to your next level, your business, may the door now be open 
May every plague be stopped in the name of Jesus. Whatever is stopping your marriage from coming to pass, we command the plague to cease and your breakthrough to come in the name of Jesus. May the glory of the Lord be released over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see that a sacrifice is something that takes from you. It may not be convenient. At different times in your life, you have to raise altars. And the altar must be raised for a purpose. David raised this altar for a purpose. What was the purpose? Talk to me. Dolly, what was the purpose of that altar? Yes, talk to me. Give a microphone. What's the purpose for that altar that he raised? Give me microphone. What is the purpose of that altar? Nobody talks. We are in class. Yes, what is the purpose of that altar? Quickly, take that thing, quickly. To break sacrifice. To what? What is the purpose of that altar? What was the purpose of that sacrifice? So I just heard it. What was the purpose of that sacrifice? To stop the plague from spreading. To stop the plague, plague from what? Spreading. So the point I'm making is that altars are raised for what? A purpose. Amen. Are you getting me? It means that you must. That's why I told you that sacrifices are made what? Intentionally. A foreigner open and was so with him Pobi and Adiba Foriano with him Pony said, Me, what's your name? Janet, me person me tifu inti me yes sacrifice ma me tinafu me. I'm doing a, a sacrifice for my head to grow. I'm a sacrifice that God will give me a very handsome, nice, Holy Ghost spirit, spirit filled person. Is, is somebody here with me? You must make a sacrifice. Are you getting me? I told you some time ago that one of my daughters had to go. She, she, she was contesting for a particular school. And, I, and after learning and everything, she was really learning. But in addition, I know that by, by might shall no man win. By strength can no man prevail. Are you getting me? And so I had to employ the forces of heaven also to back me. And so as she was learning, doing her part, I had to also now come to the altar and make sacrifices. And I'm kneeling down and the sacrifice I was making on the altar was purposeful. What was the purpose? That God will open the door for her, make a way for her so that she will have admission to that school. And when they brought the list, she was number two with one mark difference from the number one. So you are a young lady, you are not married yet. Begin to make sacrifices and say, Lord, I want me, I don't want some funny guy. I want the Holy Ghost filled person. I want a man who is truthful, a man who is for me. Some, a lot of girls, they look for the wrong people. I want a tall person. I want a romantic person. What's a romantic person? Stop the nonsense. What's a romantic person? When you marry the man, you say the man is a romantic man. Amen. I want a romantic man. And you're looking at the trunk. Raps. 
When you meet genuine people, genuine people, somebody who's hard working, somebody who is visionary, he may not have much today, but his tomorrow is going to be great. Yeah. I want somebody who come and come and do now food, now food. He has gone to take his uncle's car. He has gone to take somebody's car. Yeah, yeah. I want a man who is seven, seven foot eight, seven foot. I want my mountain. It's not a man mountain, it's the character in the person that is important. It's a character in the person, it's a vision of the person, it's a God in the person. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So you must be purposeful. And even when you have not delivered, you pray that I am making sacrifices for my future children. Are you getting me? Before I got married, I, I, I prayed and I was making some sacrifices and I was telling God that I want to have a lovely wife who loved me and you know, beautiful, lovely, sweet wife. Mm. And, 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 and I didn't have a car and I said that I'll have my own car and I'll have my children in the car and my children will be calling me daddy, daddy and I'll decorate the back of my car with my children and guess what? Many years later, I found myself married and one day I was driving on a Tamar road and I had my, my kids in the car and were shouting daddy daddy and I remembered is somebody here with me so the point I'm making is that your sacrifice must be what intentional intentional make an intentional sacrifice I am serving God. I'm giving my heart. I'm giving my time. I'm giving my resources for the sake of this, my son. For the sake of this, my daughter. For the sake of my church. The sake of my pastor. I am making this sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody learning something here? Can I have an amen? And when you make the sacrifice, God will hear you. And as acceptable sacrifice always gets the attention of God. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3 to 4 and 9 to 13, the Bible says concerning King Solomon, that Solomon, because of his love that he had for God, he gave a thousand bent offering and when he gave a thousand bent offering, he smoked God out of heaven. And God came down and said, Pastor, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? And Solomon said in the verse of my night that you give me a heart that I will rule your great people. And the Lord said, because you have not asked for the lives of your friends and you have not asked for people, you know, uh, you have not asked for rich, you have not asked for various things, I will rather bless you. You didn't even ask for the life of your enemies. So look at what he said in verse 12 and 13. I have done according to your words. That means I have given you the wisdom. May you receive wisdom. I have given you a wise and understanding so that there has not been anyone like you before and neither like you after you. Verse 13, look at it. Verse 13. Also, I have given you what you have not asked. Both riches and honor. So, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. 
When you give what is acceptable to God, God will surprise you. God will give you what you have not asked for. May the Lord give you what you have not asked for. In Luke 6, 8, the Bible says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, present, and shake it together, running over. In, in Genesis 8, 22, the Bible says that so long as the earth remains, sea time and harvest time will never cease. In Psalm 20, verse 1 to 3, or to 1 to 5, sorry, yeah, Psalm 21, 1 to 3. Look at it. Oh, very powerful scripture there. Are you learning something here? I'm finishing the next five minutes. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 20. If you are there, say thank you, Jesus. He says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. You didn't say amen. Amen. He said, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. Means as you are sacrificing, he will defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. And strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt Sacrifice. May he remember all your what? offerings. May the Lord remember all your offerings. I pray today as a servant of God and that I declare to you, may the Lord remember all your offerings. That's why when you bring an offering here, God remembers it. <laughs> hey! May the Lord remember your offerings. May the Lord remember your burnt sacrifices. It means that when you make sacrifice, God remembers it. As you come and you are clean the house of God, God remembers it. As you are sweeping, God remembers it. As you are joining the choir, God remembers it. As you join the intercessors, God remembers it. As you support the building of the house of God, God remembers it. May the Lord build for you a sure house, sure business, sure finances, sure marriage. May it be well with you. I said, may it be well with you. May it be well with you. May it be well with you. May the Lord remember you in your going. Remember you in your coming. In the name of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 10. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 9. Oh, verse 6 to 10. The Bible says that he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. May you reap bountifully. Let each one give us what purposes. So you must give what purposefully. Amen. Francis, as you have now married, decide that you are going to give certain sacrifices for the sake of your wife and your children for the sake of your business when you make that God 
will begin to touch your situation because your sacrifice is the game changer Pro promise and fail promise and fail a man promises and he fails you a woman promises and fails you they promise you contract and they fail you your sacrifice will turn the situation around so you should not give gradually of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. Hey, Father, are you here with me? Let your mind be here. God loves a cheerful giver. I said, God loves a cheerful giver. So learn to give cheerfully. Put money in an envelope. And say, Lord, I'm going to give towards your house. I'm going to give one ton of iron rods. It used to be 3,700. Last week I signed a check. It has moved to 4,000. But he said, I will buy one ton. I'm sorry. But do I have money? I don't have much, but I have made some savings. I will give that one ton. And I will see God make a way for me. I said, God will turn the story around for me. Because of that one ton, somebody will buy you a plane ticket. Oh, you didn't hear me. Because this, if you want to go to Europe around this time, 4,000 cities is not enough. But somebody will buy you a ticket to go to America. Somebody will hire a hotel for you in Dubai. Go and spend two weeks in Dubai. Paid for, we're spending money. Money for money for clothing and shopping. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Somebody will buy you a brand new car. They will ship it. And pay for the clearing. And add money for the fuel. Oh! God loves a cheerful giver. Why do I know that? Because the verse 8 and 9, which I'm finishing on it right now. Verse 8 and 9. The Bible says that he has dispersed, he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever. May your righteousness endure forever. Verse 10, let's all read it together. Now may he, God, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruit of your word righteous. May every seed you have sown be multiplied. It didn't say may it be increased. It didn't say may it have an addition. May it be multiplied. May you receive multiplication. I said may you receive multiplication. The servant of God is speaking. I said may you receive multiplication. Receive multiplication. Multiplication of favor. Multiplication of honor. Multiplication of money, multiplication of promotion, multiplication of houses, receive multiplication as you make your sacrifices unto the Lord your God in Jesus' precious name. Lift your hand and begin to commit yourself to the hands of God and say, Lord, help me that I will live for you, that I will sacrifice my life unto you. Lift your voice in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice. Everybody, music ministry, talk to God and speak into the week. Speak into the week and say, Lord, I am going to make my
Let my heavens be open. Above all rains over my life. May my life be like a watered garden. Ever fruitful and ever flourishing. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life. Yes, we are the supernatural. Let your glory come upon me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Ill desires, Ill desires that are, that are ordained, 
against you, we cancel it. The Lord spoke a demotion to the serpent. He said that you, you are cast to the ground. You'll be the lowest of the creatures. From the dust of the earth you shall eat. Today you are coming against any demotion. You didn't hear me? Whatever demotes your life relegates you. You see, in football, We've got Premier Division, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3. And you can see somebody who is in di Division 1. Instead of being promoted to Premier, he's demoted to, re relegated to what? 2 and to 1. Uh, 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 to 3. You shall not be relegated. Jesus. I said you shall not be relegated. No, 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 no. And you shall not be demoted downwards. Jesus. But you are declaring that you shall be you shall be promoted. Today you are receiving upliftment. Somebody say, I receive upliftment. In the name of Jesus. 
Noah told Ham's son, he said, A servant of servant shall you be. Today you are declaring that you shall not be a servant of servants. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. When I speak, can you hear me? Give me a microphone, maybe they are not hearing me. He said, a servant of servants shall you It means that you are the servant to the servant. But minus you. Tell somebody minus me. Say, I shall not be a servant of servants. That my honored chair that God has for me, I will sit on that chair. Nobody will take that chair. Say, in the name of Jesus, any conspiracy to take over my chair of honor and promotion so that I'll be demoted. So that I'll be demoted. Say, I shall not be demoted. I shall not be demoted. Say, I release fire. I release fire. Into the camp. Into the camp. Of all the people. Of all the people. That are conspiring. Are conspiring. To demote me. To demote me. To bring shame. To bring shame. Onto my life. Onto my life. To bring me. To bring me. To the lowest point. To the lowest point. To the lowest point. To the lowest point. Of life. Of life. I refuse. I refuse. Their utterances. Their utterances. Say, I block. I block. Their words. Their words. I block. I block. I I block, I block, I block, I block your oppressions. I block, I block your utterances. I block, I block your activities. And today, I pronounce, I pronounce upliftment. I pronounce promotion. I pronounce honor, glory, peace, peace, provision, protection, preservation over my life. I declare that from today, through the rest of the month, into the new month, the glory of God. Shall be my portion. Lift your voice. Make a pronouncement. Make a pronouncement. Oh, my God. 
in Springs of Life Chapel International. Jesus. Where we've had renowned men of God to stand here to speak and to pray over. Apostle General Reverend Sam Granchankra, Bishop Ajena Sari, Dr. Robert Ampiakofi, and many, 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 many preachers. We combine the anointings in this house. And we decree and declare your mercies. Coupled with your grace over my life, we speak that every curse, every ill wish, every ill desire, every satanic pronouncement, every demonic orchestration set against your people be broken. Anything assigned to demote them, we pray that they will rather be uplifted. Anything meant to bring them shame, rather you bring them glory. Anything that was assigned to bring sourness be converted to sweetness. May their pain turn to pleasure. Bring them from the back seat to the front seat. From the bottom to the top. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you bless the work of their hands. Give them more contracts. Bless the ladies that their fingers will wear wedding rings. And let their marriages will be forever. Amen. Let the men find good wives. Amen. Let the fathers in the house be blessed. Amen. May the loins of your children be blessed to sons and daughters. Amen. May they be the owners of houses and lands, Amen. industries. Amen. May their businesses flourish. Amen. May their life progress. Amen. May their life become better and better. Amen. Every day in every way. Amen. We pray for uncommon testimonies for them. May you flourish. Flourish, Amen. flourish, Amen. flourish, Amen. flourish, Amen. flourish in all you do Amen. in Jesus' precious name. And whatever sacrifice you make purposefully, may the Lord honor your sacrifice Amen. and give you an uncommon promotion in Jesus' name. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Would you want to give the Lord a hand of praise? Celebrate his goodness. Hey. Hallelujah! Oh, what a God we serve. Somebody say, what a God. What a God.